0: We've got the privilege of having uh, Federal Senator Tim Ayers, Assistant Minister for Trade and Assistant Minister for Manufacturing, visiting us today. G'day, Tim.
1: G'day. I'm delighted to be here. So
0: you are in. Uh, you went to Glen Innes High School and uh, you're here to
1: do something with the school tonight. I did. I, I went to Glen Innes High School. I finished there in 1991, so I'm very old now. Uh, and I'm really very happy to have been invited back to... Uh, speak at the Year 12 graduation and awards night at the old town hall. The last time I went to a Year 12 graduation and awards night was in 1991 um, and it's, it, it really is very exciting for me and a deep sense of nostalgia coming back to the town that I grew up in. And uh, when was the last time you were here? Well, my mum and dad moved out of Glen Innes uh, in the early 2000s uh, down to Armidale. Uh, but we, I spent uh, four years living here and I, whenever anybody says where do you come from I say I come from Glen Ennis it's, it's a fantastic uh, part of the world it's a, it's a beautiful community uh, I feel very strongly about the, the connections and the growth and development, the sport all of the things that I did as a kid here um, and uh, and it's it's been wonderful to come back and have a look at what's happened and what's changed over the last 30 years
0: yeah, well, I've only lived here 18 months and I call it the Goldilocks town. It's not too big, not too small.
1: So you've been in town today. What are your impressions of the place uh, at the moment? Well, first of all, uh, in terms of the town, it's really evident that there's been a lot of growth and a lot of care uh, and and the town's are really in what appears to me to be good shape. I mean, every country town is diverse. Yeah. Uh, there are There are people who are doing really well. There are people who are struggling. Uh, It's always got its challenges. One of the great things about growing up in a country town is, you know, if you grow up in the city, you get to see uh, your suburb, a whole lot of people who look just like you uh, and split up demographically and economically in different communities around the city. In a a country town, you're, you're here with everybody. You learn about difference, you learn about diversity, you learn about what it is that it takes to get a community to work together, whether it's for a sporting team or for the school. Yeah. Uh, and it's really apparent to me that economically the town's, you know, in pretty good shape. Uh, and secondly, I spent some time at the high school with uh, with the senior staff there and having a look at that school, and it's really evident to me the care and love and attention that that teaching staff have put into making that school really special. It was a great school when I went there, but they've done some remarkable things to shape that, uh, in the interests of uh, of you know a, a generation after generation of kids who are going to go through there, uh, and that cohort of kids that I'm going to speak to tonight have been through a, a, a real rollercoaster, and I'm, well, I'm yeah, really keen to meet them. Full disruption in the middle of senior years. Well, they've had they've had the disruption of COVID, of course. Uh, Glen Innes was at the uh, epicenter of the of the really tough bushfire season in 2020. Uh, you know they've they've had everything thrown at them. These kids—it's mm. a resilient group of kids who, you know, I think probably shouldn't call them kids uh, on your radio station. Young adults—they probably bitterly resent being called kids. I'll have to future keep that in mind. Tra- future
0: trade ministers.
1: That's right. Uh, but uh, but I'm really looking forward to meeting them tonight and uh, and to seeing what they've got to say to me as well as. Uh, as well as uh, making them suffer through a speech that I give them tonight, as well. <laughs> How long is it? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I I said to my Just so they can
0: get ready. <laughs> I
1: said to my son, uh, who uh, my son Darcy, who uh, uh, who's doing Year Twelve this year, so he's in the same position as these kids. And I said to him, uh, he had his his awards night the other night, and I said, I've got to speak at my high school. What do you think? Um, what do you think I should say? What would you want to hear? And he looked at me, and he sort of scratched his head, and he said, "I don't know, Dad, but I'd keep it short." <laughs> he, he, he's your reality check. He, he he really is. I call I call my, my wife and I call our son Darcy because we named him after Darcy Nyland, who grew up here in Glen Innes, who in went
0: in to Mead Street. He
1: grew up in Mead Street. He went to St Joseph's. The the nuns at the convent there, who taught him, uh, bought him his first dictionary because they could see that he had a vivid imagination, and he went on to write some of the great Australian books, some of the great Australian stories about shearers and all sorts of characters, and uh, he was able to tell stories of two ordinary Australians about ordinary Australians. And uh, mm-hmm. I love Darcy in Ireland, so uh, so the wonder boy got called Darcy. That's why, because of glenniness there was a real literary
0: power couple, uh, Darcy Nyland and Ruth Park. Yeah, yeah. So um, I wanted you to choose a song. What have you chosen? We'll play it now, and we'll get back into uh, the wider world of trade and manufacturing after.
1: Well, I've chosen River Boy from, uh, of course, Troy Casadale and I think this version you've got for us is a duet with uh, Shane Howard. It is. Um, I had, with 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 the greatest respect, uh, chosen an, an alternative Troy Casadale song. It's not available. Um, But firstly, about that shadows on the hill. Troy Casadale, who's one of our great country artists, uh, grew up just down the road at Glen Innes, uh, at at Grafton. I'm sorry, Uh, he he sang this song called Shadows on the Hill, which I which I mentioned in my first speech in the Parliament because it's it's tough listening. It's a beautiful song, but it's a song about um, about a massacre of Aboriginal men, women, and children that happened between here. Glen and Grafton and he sings about it happening on the old Grafton Road and it it really hit me like a ton of bricks because it sent sent a message to me about what had happened in the place that I grew up in uh and I think uh I think it's important that you know if we're going to become the the the, a strong fair country we have to be fair income about our past um it doesn't make you weaker by looking at the tough things uh, that have happened in your past, it makes you stronger. Uh, and that's one of the things that I've been determined to do. And Troy's song, I think, really uh, sent that message in a really powerful way. River Boy is a song about being a young kid growing up in Grafton. And it's a it's a beautiful song, uh, and I hope your listeners enjoy it. Well,
0: sorry we haven't got Shadows on the Hill. I'm just looking... Um, I do have a version, not with me today, of... Uh the new version with Briggs. Well, promise and me you'll I'll pay open, it next week. I'll open my show with it next week. Perfect. Okay. Excellent. Here's uh, Troy Castellin, and Shane Howard. Uh, Troy Castadale and Shane H- Howard, uh, River Boy, and I'll be opening the show with uh, Tim Eyre's choice of song. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have it. So, Tim, it's super interesting at the moment. I can't even list the number of... Uh, issues and uh, exciting topics here and globally in, in both trade and manufacturing. Uh, what's focus- what are you focusing on and what, I- what is energising you at the
1: moment? Well, maybe let me start at the beginning. Uh, we came to government in May of last year uh, and uh, Australia is in uh, an incredibly consequential period for our history. Uh, we, we live on the edge of the fastest-growing region of the world in human history. Uh, it's full of opportunities, and it's full of challenges as well. It is a theatre now for more great power conflict than, than we've seen uh, for many, many decades. Uh, and the challenge for the government is to set Australia up for the future, for a, for a prosperous future, uh, for a peaceful future, uh, to see the world as it is, not how we want it to be, in a clear-eyed way. Think about how it is that we position Australia for the future. Uh, and that means on issues like the big challenges of climate and energy uh, that, that, that Australia's role here is not just to uh, reduce our own emissions and to uh, lower costs for our energy, for manufacturers and for households, but it's also to work with our region and the, the commercial opportunities that come from that. Um, it's, it's our job to work with the countries of the region to make sure that the region is safe and, and that it's a region where there's a strong sense of uh, sovereignty uh, and that we uh, that we work together to protect the sovereignty and self-determination uh, of the region. Uh, And and all of these challenges are coming at us thick and fast in an ever-increasing way. Uh, Opportunities too, as well as challenges. And and often linked as well. Yeah, so the challenges of climate and energy, of course, one hand, uh, you you know, your listeners who are in the agriculture sector will be seeing the impact of climate uh, when they look at their own rainfall patterns, when they look at what's happening in the weather more broadly, uh, in seasonal variations. So we're dealing with climate adaptation, but we're also the enormous opportunities of the clean energy revolution about making sure that Australia is at the forefront of the new industrial developments and that we're building a manufacturing sector that projects into the region. Now, for me, having junior portfolios in trade and manufacturing is an enormous opportunity. Um, we, We have to, as a country, rebuild our manufacturing capability. Uh, it has declined to a position where it hovers between 6 and 7% of GDP. Uh, and it, it is very difficult, I think, to imagine that Australia can successfully navigate the next three or four decades without rebuilding our manufacturing capability. We certainly can't meet the climate and energy challenge without, without doing that. It's also really important that we maintain our capacity to be an open market trading economy. That's trading with the world. That's where the good jobs and the big eco- economic opportunities and the opportunities for investment in new uh, in new jobs lies. It's in our trading part of the economy. Now, historically, these two objectives: strong industry policy, building manufacturing on one hand, and open market, uh, confident. Free trade approach to the world have been seen as competing objectives. It's the job of this government to bring that together in a coherent way, rebuild our our manufacturing sector, diversify our markets, diversify our product offering to the world and strengthen the country's long-term economic capability.
0: Yeah, and um, I listen to a few podcasts, Giles Parkinson, those types of guys, and often in recent episodes the IRA comes up Um, which has just heaped on another challenge of of stealing brains, basically, from Australia. So that's just another challenge that adds
1: to all the other ones. You're you're absolutely right. You said in the lead-up to this that you're not a political interviewer. You've nailed one of the big political (laughs) challenges of the time. That that is... When, when we came to government, the big challenge for Australian manufacturing was the commercialisation challenge. Yeah. We developed really good intellectual property in Australia, good research and development. We invented solar here. We invented Wi-Fi here. Uh, you know, there are so much inventions that have been developed here with Australian taxpayer funded university capability and then commercialised offshore. Um, yeah. Solar PV, 85% of it made in one country. Uh, none of it made here. Uh, so the big challenge is it was about what was and is, was and remains about commercialisation, and that what we brought to government was the fifteen billion dollar national reconstruction fund, which is the biggest industry policy offering in Australian peacetime history, uh, to rebuild our manufacturing capability and to work with those to work with those uh, uh, product development you know, the engineers, people to bring these products to commercialisation in Australia. At halfway through last year, the US government announced the Inflation Reduction Act. It is the biggest piece of economic policy uh, that has been uh, developed around the world for many, many decades. Uh, and that, that of course, will be a net positive for the world in terms of how fast the, the adoption of new technologies uh, is, in particularly in the climate and energy space. It will work uh, harder than any other piece of economic policy to lower emissions and to rebuild American manufacturing. Uh, that is a good thing for the United States and it is a net positive for the world and we are working with industry to make sure that Australian industry remains competitive. The $2 billion hydrogen Head Start program that we announced a few months ago is really a down payment, a sign of intent from this government that we are determined in areas like hydrogen, uh, metals processing, uh, uh uh, new generation solar; these technologies that are going to determine uh, the future structure of our economy. That we are uh, that we are leading the way, and that we're building Australian capability in these areas. And it seems that
0: if the Americans continue to choose to play nicely, we can actually be a partner in that. Rather than a, a competitor.
1: Well, there's always there's already been some very good work yeah. done uh, by my senior minister Don Farrell, the trade minister uh, uh, Ed Husic, uh, the the industry and science minister, uh, working bilaterally with the United States to make mm. sure that we're sharing uh, sharing those technologies and sharing those opportunities. Um, there's been some very good work done in my uh, trade portfolio area, led again by Don Farrell, with trade agreements that maximise Australia's capacity for investment uh, in these areas. But we've still got more work to do. It turns out, of course, that the world comes at you fast. Uh, and yeah. that if we're to make sure that that Australian industry and that young school leavers have got you know good opportunities in apprenticeships, in the trades, in engineering cadetships, uh, in the jobs of the future, we are going to have to fight hard for the future uh, that Australia needs and that Australia wants. And this is a government that's on the side of manufacturing and industry capability. And, you know, as I reflect on the town that I grew up in, these are the kinds of jobs that make a big difference to country towns. Yeah, sure. Well, uh sounds
0: like you're up for the job and uh, it sounds like a really busy job. And a speech tonight is almost like catching your breath. You got any closing remarks tim
1: well i i hope uh i i really think that tonight's uh, about about these uh these 46 kids have 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 done their 13 years of school have have been through the roller coaster and and for their parents and their carers and and the teachers who put in such a big contribution it's it's an overused um saying of course hillary clinton said it it takes a village to raise a child it's a it's a real thing though you get you get to see that in a country town that Mm. the uh that uh, families and communities sporting clubs schools you know schools are at the center of our community uh in towns like this and it's i think it's an opportunity to reflect on the achievement for these kids uh, and to wish them the very best for their future well,
0: thanks for visiting town. Thanks for calling by 2CBD. And I'm going to go out with a song um, called The Truth Walk Slowly. And it's by an artist called O'Shea, who's the daughter of Rob Hurst, who was the drummer Fantastic. in uh, Midnight Oil. And uh, they didn't know each other for a long time and only just rediscovered it. So this is actually a duet. And this is about, um, in summary, gas fracking near Chinchilla.
1: I can't wait to hear it. Fantastic.